Welcome to Becoming Your Greatest Possible Self. I am Chris Burns, America's number one motivational speaker for fiery inspiration and GPS coach for entrepreneurs and high achievers. Each episode, we interview leaders and great role models who make a massive impact in the world to help you master yourself, take courageous action, and make every day your best day ever. When you're ready to get your message out to the world in a bigger way, let's talk. You might be a great fit for the 12-hour marathon. You might be a great fit to launch your own podcast. Whatever I can do to support you, I'm here to help you take those next steps. So stay in the ring. Stay on the court. Stay in action and in momentum and keep showing up. I believe in you. Let's keep growing and going on this journey together. Next up is the iTunes review of the week. It's by Christian Mojiso. Christian says, great show. The host, Chris, is awesome. He brings high energy to every show and as a result, makes each episode exciting. He brings very knowledgeable guests to talk about business, but he isn't solely focused on business. He also provides powerful information about how to succeed as a person and become your greatest possible self. I highly recommend this podcast. Christian, thank you so much. I appreciate the review. And if you're out there listening or watching right now, you want to get a chance of getting shouted out on a future 12-hour marathon, being the highlighted featured special, not a guest, but you know, the, the review of the week, <laughs> you will get it. You will get that opportunity. Go to beergps.com forward slash iTunes or search greatest possible self on the podcast store and you'll be able to find our show give us a review let us know what you love what you want to see more of how we can improve the show for you and we'll keep growing and going together by the way if you want to contact me or uh, ask how we can support each other get a call scheduled connect would love to do that you can find me on facebook.com forward slash th3 burns instagram at i am millionaire chris and be your gps Com. You can go to the website or send me an email, chris at beergps.com. I look forward to talking to you, and let's keep making it our best day ever. I'm going to introduce Chaz in just a second here. Before that, grab a piece of paper, grab a pen, be ready to take notes. This dude is a powerhouse, and he's out to change the next generation, future generation, kids, teens, young adults, parents, support everyone who's living their greatest possible self. So let's introduce him, and then we'll bring him on the screen. Chaz Jackson is a best-selling author, father, husband, and a man of faith. He is certified in physical therapy, performance coach, and a youth motivational speaker. Chaz is passionate about challenging himself, as well as others, to take the daily challenge of becoming a passionate visionary who is determined to leave a legacy for themselves by adopting unwavering life values and serving others in an area of gifting led by God. And we are blessed to have Chaz here with us today. Chaz, you ready to rock the house, my man? I am ready to rock the house. I'm so grateful and blessed just to be in your presence, Chris. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Chaz. It's a pleasure to be here. We're going to go deep on this interview and really rock some souls, man. Open people up to possibilities and help them take those next steps. So specifically, let's dive right into the theme of today, which is the power of repetition. So Chaz, what does that mean for you? How has that impacted your life? I truly believe there are three keys to success. Mm. 
the first one is having clarity, clarity of where you want to go, where you want to be, where you see yourself in the future, becoming focused, laser focused and repetitions, that consistency, because self-discipline is the link that connects your dreams to reality. Mm. So that consistency, that repetitions, that is what build the muscle memory. That is what bring your seed to fruitfulness, man. So I truly believe that's a marquee part of going after everything your heart desires. Starting with some fire, man. Are you like a motivational speaker or something? God damn. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. Bring it. Bring it. I love it, man. Okay. So I mentioned a little bit about who you are and what you stand for in your intro, but in your own words, man, why don't you share a little bit more about yourself, what you stand for, what your clients come to you for, what you speak on, just whatever you want to share, man. Definitely will be happy to, man. Thank you again for giving me this opportunity. For me, the biggest thing that I stand for is I love to help physically and mentally. I feel like at one point in my life, I was at a broken state. And now that God's kind of brought me out of that storm, I'm at a point where I want to reach back and help as many people that's willing to be helped. So for me, and how I look to live, learn, lead powerfully on a consistent basis. I truly believe that my purpose is to use my ambitious and impeccable mindset to inspire and listen to others. You know, I strive to help people overcome adversity and unleash their God-given gifts in a harmonious and loving way, man. Because I truly believe each and every person is born with a gift. You know, I'm very empowering with everyone that I speak to. You know, I speak in community organizations, schools, universities. I've had the pleasure to be blessed to coach kids on becoming their greatest version of themselves as well, to be able to strive and go after their heart desires and kind of help them map out their wild jungle into a garden, if that makes sense. So God's just definitely putting me in so many different people's paths as far as primarily parents, working with teens, and just whatever platform just like this one, man, that I'm able to inspire people, man. So again, cherry on top. I just love helping people, man. I love it. I really want to acknowledge you, Chaz. I hear a very uh, powerful and expansive vocabulary speaking effectiveness. Your communication is incredible, man. I really, I love how beautiful and eloquent the words are that you're using. And it's, it's really shows that you've mastered your craft to a certain level. There's always more room to grow, but I really acknowledge you for the time and the energy that you put in to be able to paint beautiful pictures, you know, turning the, 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 what is it, garden into a jungle or jungle into a garden, so to speak, the, you know, the transformation into the, the beautiful, organized, effective, aligned presentation i love it man thank you chris thank you you're welcome you're welcome so let's go back man let's go back in the journey Chaz, and talk about what were those challenges and obstacles that you overcame to get to where we are today how did you become uh, a speaker an author a coach tell us about that man so my life was changed in 2012 may of 2012 i remember waking up behind the wheel of my girlfriend's car And I was seconds away from a head-on collision with another vehicle in the left lane, missing it by inches, inches, turning my wheel to the right side. I ended up crashing into a wooden gate. So at this point, I was intoxicated and I was arrested on site. 
and building up to this particular instance, this tragedy that happened that could potentially have been worse, but by the grace of God, it wasn't. You know, I was on the verge of losing my girlfriend, losing my house. I lost my job because building up to this one offense, there was others um, in the previous past. I was on my verge of losing my job. So I was in a really broken state, man. And to kind of sum all that up, you know, I I had low self-esteem, low self-value for myself at that time. And it was actually to the point where my lawyer, man, he was telling my girlfriend, hey, you should get away from this guy because he's on his way to spend a lot of time in prison or he's going to be in and out of prison the rest of his life. The amount of offenses that this guy's had he's not going to show any direction of turning that around. So that kind of stuck with me at that point, man. Even, you know, at that time, whenever I was in that broken state, I knew there had to be a change. So I ended up enrolling to a rehabilitation program, a 40-day program. And at this rehabilitation program, I remember like it was yesterday, man, not really wanting to be there, but there was something inside of me that, allowed me to really feel that, hey, man, you have more inside of you that needs to be shared. That, that, that You have more gifts and talents. You have more in, in within your subconscious and within yourself. Thinking with my mindset now, back then, that you need to be sharing with others, like, you better than this, Chaz, pretty much. Mm-hmm. So I remember it like it was yesterday. I remember laying on this little twin-size bed, man. I was looking out at this light bulb. and. I was having those internal feelings and it was like, I remember me getting a massive encounter with God at that present time, man. And, and that's when I really accepted uh, Christ as my Lord and savior at that time and building up to this time I was in church and, you know, I had got saved when I was little and baptized, but that walk wasn't consistent. Mm-hmm. like we kind of shared with uh, with the repetition earlier today. But after that, man, that night, man, it seems like I really took things seriously. I really dove into a lot of those problem-solving techniques that it would take to help me overcome some of the adversity that I was uh, kind of grasping and kind of dealing with at that time, man. And I remember the last meeting at this rehabilitation program, I was telling everyone that was sitting around me, it was like I came in a caterpillar, man, and I came out there a butterfly, man. Mm. And, and a lot of those tools, man, helped me go on this season of obsessiveness, man, where, you know, I, I started to work on some of the things. Things definitely didn't get easier after I left the clinic, but I was a little had a little bit more clarity on where I wanted to go and, and what I wanted to uh, achieve, if that makes sense. So, man, I started attracting so many amazing people around me. I started reading more, man. I started really crunching on making Chaz his greatest version of himself, man. And and going back to that jungle, turning into a garden, man, I remember getting all this information. And it was like, man, we need to – it was like God put it on my heart to create something, man. So that kind of birthed live, learn, and lead powerfully, man. So, again, kind of came through a storm, man. I know that was – kind of short and sweet version. We could talk hours about that story, but just kind of give you an idea, man, of me kind of being at a low state, man, mm-hmm. and coming out of that and just wanting to pour back into other people that's kind of dealing with some of the same things that I dealt with in my past and trying to help them, you know, move forward in their life. Yeah. So after you got saved by God, when did it become uh, a priority for you to start teaching, serving, and ultimately to write the book, man? So for me, like growing up, 
building up into my adulthood, man, I was more of an introvert, man. So it was actually something that I was trying to run away from at one point, man. It was like I was getting this knowledge, but I was more like saying to myself, hey, I don't mind pulling Chris to the side, talking to him one-on-one, but Mm. me branching out and me, you know, talking to people on stages or me writing books, that's just not really my thing. But the more and more I learned about myself, how to become a stronger version of myself, the more I understood people. That that desire just grew and grew, man. It was like I had this blazing torch inside of me that just kept getting stronger and stronger. And when you discover some truth, man, some ways to to flourish and create a fruitful uh, environment for yourself and for others, man, you have to squeal. You know, Maya Angelou, she said an amazing quote. She said, there is no greater agony than the bearing of an untold story inside of you. And around this time, I came across that, man. And it was like I had this story inside of me that a lot of people didn't know about. And it was like God was calling me to do that. So and what ended up really happening is I realized that my story could be an oxygen mask for a suffocating person. And I just enjoy sharing my story now. And I enjoy inspiring other people to share their story so powerful man it's like the analogies are just on point man metaphors picture the 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 visualization that you provide for me and i'm sure everyone listening or watching right now it's awesome awesome man so tell me about the transition into writing the book uh what was that like what were some of the biggest challenges of writing the book writing the book it's it's funny this idea was in my mind but at this point my wife was pregnant with our second baby I think I mentioned earlier, my beautiful wife, I'm sure she's probably listening or will listen to in the future. She's my rock, man. I love her to death. I just want to throw that out there. Mm. She's had me two beautiful daughters, man. And I had one already. She was young. She was around two at this time. And she's actually going to be four tomorrow. But Amy was pregnant with my other one, um, Mila. And... It was very interesting how that all worked out, man. It was like I had this idea on my head to write this, but she was having rough pregnancy. You know, she was sick every day. And if you know my Ziri, you know, she's three, going to be four tomorrow. You take a hundred three-year-olds and put them in one body and you got Ziri. Like, I mean, from morning to night, man, energy. I mean, just a beautiful soul, man. And and that's the ultimate goal for me to just kind of help her keep that obviously channel it, <laughs> but, but, you know, keep her, but anyways, long story short, man. So, you know, all that was kind of happening at that moment, man, but that was still on my heart, man. And it was like, I, I knew family is a huge value for me and that took time, but I had met Dr. Dara White around this time. She's a publisher from Atlanta, Georgia. Shout out to her and her, Adair publishing tribe. And she actually has written, uh, dozen about almost a dozen books now man. and wow. she you know i talked with her man and she installed some inspiration in me to kind of branch forward with this and she kind of mentored me through the whole process of again being able to key to success clarity focus so she kind of helped me with the clarity and the focus of how to condense things down and her her experience really helped me a lot hmm. um, going back we're dealing with family issues at that time. So, yeah, yeah man. And it was, fu- it was crazy, man. Like 
I knew it was something God wanted me to do because it was like I would go and write a chapter, man, and my baby would be hanging on my neck. Like, <laughs> and I'm sitting there, <laughs> and my wife, you know, she was like, go in there and write. And she was constantly inspiring me to write, even when she yeah. was sick. And it was just like the word was just flowing, man. It was crazy. Wow. And yeah, man, and it births uh, just past what, January. What yeah. were some of the biggest challenges to getting it done? The biggest challenges was uh, time, I would mm-hmm. say just really crunching out that that Pacific time to get there and get it done. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting, man. It was actually more easier to actually write the book than to publish it. So yeah. I think I think the publishing part of it, making sure the editing and <laughs> I mean, we maybe went through like a hundred different editing uh, rotation. Like you'll read something, you'll think it'd be perfect and then you'll send it to somebody else and it wouldn't be perfect or the individual will send it back to you and then oh man, we need to correct this right here. And so, and picking out the cover of it, man, I wanted it to be very poppy. I wanted it to stick out from the shelf, man. So that took some time. So I truly believe, believe one of the biggest challenges was the actual publishing part, not necessarily the writing, but mm. the writing, again, she kind of gave me a nice little blueprint of how I can kind of structure the writing part of it. Cause I kind of had in my head what I wanted, but yeah. so. If I had to say the biggest challenge was the after part. So. Okay. And what was what was your objective writing the book? Uh, what what do you want the result or outcome to be for anyone who picks it up? I want the individual to pick it up, like you kind of mentioned earlier, taking the daily challenge of becoming a passionate visionary. So the individual that's going to pick this book up is someone that's trying to find purpose in life, wanting to know ways of, hey, Right now, I feel like I don't have a voice. So how can I find my voice? I truly believe live, learn, and lead powerfully is strategically and obliviously designed to align anyone's mind towards greatness. I truly believe that, man, with all of my heart. And I personally take the daily challenge. So finding purpose in life, if you're wanting to understand what really passion is and what a vision really is, we talk about that. We talk about how to structure business plans. You know, this book is designed for a teen reader, but obviously my huge target audience is parents, you yeah. know, single parents to be to be more specific, you know, single moms that don't necessarily have that role model for their son or daughter, but they're they're looking for more resources to try to empower them to become a greater version of themselves or empower their kids to discover that voice so to be able to communicate better. Um, We talk about, you know, overcoming adversity because one of the biggest things, me working with teens and teachers in the past is a lot of kids struggle with making good judgment, making good choices and overcoming adversity, man. So those are three biggest things that you're going to find and live, learn, lead powerfully is how to truly overcome that and and then overcome it with a long-term Goal. Or goal. goal, man. So I want to talk about the, the fear triangle and dive into that. Does that show up in the book or is that something that you teach and you coach your clients on? Well, that necessarily didn't show up in the book. I felt like for what I was going for, it, it really, I mean, it fit, but it was a little more broader. And I actually somewhat discovered towards the end of the book whenever this kind of concept awesome. came in my head. So I'm definitely you know, embodying it in my talks. But the fear triangle, 
obviously I want you to visualize a triangle. And I truly believe every single day, every decision that we make, every feeling, every belief, every opinion that we have for ourselves or anyone else, we're making that decision in the middle of this triangle. And on each side, there's three sides of a triangle. There is the fear of failure. There's the fear of the unknown. And there is the fear of uncertainty. And I truly believe those walls are very, very fragile, Chris. You know, but a lot of times they can be really scary when you're making a decision. I mean, just thinking about a relationship, right? We all have heard of that one individual that's been in that relationship for so long, but it's unfruitful. But, you know, the fear of uncertainty, if I leave this person, you know, that wall scares them from making that that jump. Or, you know, it's your job, you know, trying to go after that raise or trying to step out and become my own entrepreneur. That that fear of uncertainty, that decision, man, that fragile wall can scare us at times. But Will Smith said something that was very powerful to me. He said, on the other side of fear is bliss. Mm -hmm. So if you can get enough fuel and enough power to smash through that wall, there's bliss on the other side, man. And, And your dream is on the other side of that wall. Wow. So, so how do we like actually have strategies and tactics to be able to deal with this fear, man? Let's dive into some of that, Chaz. So I feel like the first strategy that you have to have is to be in the presence of God. And, mm-hmm. and in my book, Live, Love, and Lead Powerfully, I talk about the finished mindset. And the first thing with the finished mindset is being in the presence of God and being in God's environment. What is that uh, to me, that's being in a fruitful environment. So people that's promoting love and joy and peace and patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control within yourself and within your environment. So I truly believe when you surround yourself around people that's inspired, people that's motivated, people that's open-minded like yourself, Chris, people that's blessed, man, people that's very grateful for where they are and where they're trying to help you get to. That is a huge, a huge momentum boost to get you over that fear hump, man. Um, I truly believe that is a marquee part. And and another part of the finished mindset is really just discovering who you are, man. Mm-hmm. Again, it's like a light switch, right? You know, a light circuit, man. Whenever you get that light circuit turned on and you have that inner belief of who you are and what you're capable of doing, there's a whole new stature of you. You know, I talk yeah. with my kids about walking with their shoulders back, man. That's right. And just standing tall and really knowing that, you know, the idea of you, Chris Prince, I don't know if you know this, but the chances of you being born was one in 400 trillion, man. One in 400 trillion chance that you was born. Out of 7.5 billion people on this planet, out of 7.5 billion people on this planet, no one has your fingerprint. No one. Like, dude, you, every person, Every individual on this planet has a purpose, man. And there, there's a gift inside of you that should be manifested. So understanding that and understanding that you are becoming, man, that is huge obstacle to overcome fear, man, is knowing that you're becoming something stronger than what you're already capable of doing, man. And that starts with getting the right vision, man. And some other parts of the finished mindset is knowing that you're a cultivator, knowing that you are a protector and a natural teacher, man. So once we kind of get to that natural teacher level, like yourself, Chris, man, um, sky's the limit. So human beings are natural teachers. Is I truly that, believe that. I yeah. truly believe that you, you are called, uh, in my, in my 
believe to yeah. be a natural teacher in whatever area of gifting that you manifest in, man. So uh, yeah, I want to, I want to speak, I, I believe that trait is inside of, I, I want to speak to this because I think it's, we see coaches, people around us, right? Like coach, a football coach, a life coach, a business coach, podcast coach, whatever. Um, that is a blatantly obvious. I'm a coach as a profession. And I also firmly believe that we are all coaches in every aspect of our life. We can, I can coach people on how to, you know, brush their teeth better. I can coach people on how to, you know, dress themselves properly, professionally. Is it my, is it my profession to be a coach to tell someone how to dress? No, but I can give feedback. I can coach, I can educate, I can train, I can teach, you know, like, so I love that you're saying that because to recognize that we have a platform, I like to say it is we have a platform to teach from, no matter where we're at, whether it's with our kids, like you know that you're here to teach your kids as the father figure, as the role model, as the person who's bringing them into the world with good values, showing up as good human beings, connected to God, you know, like like that, that finished mindset, that finished being, like helping them to recognize and realize that, like you're a, you're a teacher, you're a father, you're a leader, you're a coach. And I think the more that we recognize that role, and accept it and embrace it and say, how can I be the best coach? How can I be the best, most passionate visionary for any area of my life, seeing it as finished, then the more successful I become, the more impactful I become, the more happy and fulfilled I am. Yeah, man. So just to feedback off that, that's one of the things that I'm so, so passionate about helping people understand is inspiring people to tackle their forgotten potential, man. Mm. Uh, the potential that we have, man. And and that's the thing that's fear-based, man. A lot of us don't really know our potential. So I mm-hmm. truly believe connecting people back to that fitness mindset and understanding, hey, man, there's greatness inside you because greatness made you. Greatness mm-hmm. made you to be great. So I truly believe that, brother. Dude, I love it. I want, I want to talk about kids, uh, specifically kids having a voice and being leaders themselves. Can you tell us why kids don't feel like they have their own voice sometimes? A wise man once said this. He said, you could either be at peace with yourself and at war with the world, or you can be at war with yourself and at peace with the world. Hmm. And that really sits for me with a kid. You know, at times they can have the world trying to grab their attention, grab their attention. Everything's out there is just trying to grab your attention. And a lot of times we can get stuck in a conveyor belt lifestyle and we can allow other catalysts or other things to dictate our judgments, our choices. And ultimately, man, it can lead to us living an oppressed life. Mm-hmm. Speaking in the, te- in the teens since, man, and and really grasping the kids to understand that, again, they are someone just believing in themselves, knowing that, you know, there's greatness inside of them. Because what I see in a, with a lot of kids that I work with is that's the, the empowerment earlier in in life is not installed into them. man. Mm-hmm. you know, research shows that a kid's subconscious is developed by nine years old. man. so. You know, you, you take from zero to nine, man. What what type of fruitful environment or is it a fruitful environment that they're in at that present time, man? So I truly believe that env- the environment plays a huge role on if a kid feels they have a voice or not. So that's what I'm truly passionate about is trying to grasp the kid as early as possible and, and reconnecting them back to their 
potential and mm. understanding, hey, you can be a leader at whatever you choose to align your clarity and align your focus to. So, Dude, this is gold. Uh, so really empowering the kids to be responsible, to be like empowered over their own life, to have a vision, to have a desire, a passion, a purpose, whatever that is, to seek that. If they don't yet have clarity on that, to constantly be in pursuit of that. Is that is that something that you really advocate for? Most definitely, most definitely hit that on the money. And also allowing kids that, you know, if if you ever, let's say, ask an adult, mm -hmm. for instance, about their high school experience, and let's say this adult's like 28 years old, 28, 30 years old, and you ask them how, like, how many people back in high school are you currently in contact mm -hmm. with? You know, let's just say, for instance, like, it was a thousand people at their school. Eight out of 10 times, they will say, dude, I'm only talking to like one person or no, nah, I'm not really talking to anyone. So allowing the kid to understand, like, look, these people that you're showing out for, that you're trying to imitate, that you're trying to not be your authentic self around, you're not even going to know these people 10, 20 years from now. So like you're so right now, if you can ground yourself, if you can make the right choices right now, the right judgment. And right now, at this particular point in your life, then your adult years are going to be gold. Mm. So I truly believe just aligning kids' self-awareness, you know, yeah. them having the ability to see themselves and who they really are, because the attention span for a kid is very short as well. So you have to be really unique about that. Like, you know, I guess you're going to talk with a kid in some instances, the way I'm talking to you, Chris, but what I tend to find that really helps as well is really practicing empathy mm -hmm. and understanding that God gave us two ears and one mouth for a reason. <laughs> you know what I mean? So to, to listen and really get a feel for that kid. So I truly believe that's some uh, huge factors in really helping the kid flourish. Yeah. And also I love awareness. And I think awareness also ties into something that's missing from a lot of parents and teachers and leaders and uh, father and mother figures is um, the validation that whatever a kid is experiencing, it's not wrong. It's not something to be avoided. It's not something you know to hide or to oppress down. Like to hear a kid and not say, "Oh, it's just a kid." Like don't don't pay any attention to that. Oh, you know, you're just a kid. What do you know? It's like no. Like every thought, every emotion, every feeling matters, and to validate that and and teach them how to navigate the emotional guidance system and compass that we are given. You know, if, if a kid feels shame or regret or guilt, tell them to like put, brush it to the side, but explain why that might happen and where it's coming from and then educate on, okay, if you feel that, like, let's, let's sink into that. Why, why did you make up that, that story? Why did you do that? You know, what was causing that? What was the catalyst for that? Is that who you really are? What are the values that are important to you? Does that align with your greatest possible self? If not, let's, let's shift that behavior in, in the future. What can you do differently? So it's like really validating where they're, where they're at and then helping them build a bridge out of that place to where they want to be the best version of themselves. Dude, that's gold. That's gold. What you just said, I truly believe each and every aspect of that. Yeah. And again, the communication, you know, me talking with my parents, you know, a lot of times, and even back on my own, my own journey, you know, I grew up in a family where we didn't talk about a lot of stuff and, mm. you know, 
we, yeah. we, we can have a fight a night before and then the next morning we're sitting around the table eating bacon and eggs like nothing ever happened. Yeah. And, you know, earlier in life, you kind of be like, should you talk about that? But then after so long, man, you build that muscle memory. And that's the way that you kind of, you know, that that's your being. Mm. And and that's kind of what I dealt with building up to my my car crash, man, where, you know, we never really talked about anything. So that's what I embody, man. That's what I was taught a man should be. He shouldn't truly talk about his feelings. If you were to express your feelings, that's a sign of weakness. But as I got older and as I started to understand things, Chris, I understand that when you do let everything out on the table and you try to figure things out and you try to gain problem solving techniques and tools to help yourself become the greatest person that you possibly uh, can be, that is actually a sign of strength, man. Mm. So so that's a 180 that I've made and I'm trying to pour back into my youth that God placed in my path. You definitely are, man. You're crushing it. You're rocking it, Chaz. So keep it up. Keep pouring back in. Keep developing yourself. I want to circle back around to what I mentioned earlier about your your language, your word choices. And you also mentioned the word impeccable, right? To have an impeccable communication, vocabulary, words, to use words impeccably, powerfully, precisely. Uh, why is that important? And how can how can our audience start to do that more effectively, man? I truly believe that we are magicians, man. Mm. And this is actually Don Miguel Ruiz. I don't know if you ever read The Four Agreements. Powerful. And that's kind of where that whole concept came from, is you have the ability to cast a spell on somebody mm. or to break a spell. Yeah. And right now in this country we live in, in this world, there's a lot of spells that are being cast on people. <laughs> a lot of spells man and i feel like i'm personally here to help break spells man so you know obviously you know i'm human <laughs> you know i get angry you know but self-awareness again self-awareness understanding hey not to take things personally mm. <laughs> you know, understand that you don't truly understand what another individual is going on in their mind because we all are living our own world man we all are the are we all paint a, a perfect picture of our own reality, right? Mm -hmm. We all we have our own individual paintbrushes, and, and your spell could cause someone else to just crumble, man. Just to to go into a state that will be hard for them to come out of, man. So the more I, I get self aware of that, the more I'm more you know in tune with what I say to people and words again, man, it's powerful, man. Mm. It's powerful. Words are powerful. Mm. So, so I wear, I wear that hat of people trust on my head, man. I, 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 I want people to trust that when you're in Chaz's realm and that you're going to get empowered, not oppressed. Mm. Mm. Empowered, not oppressed. Amen, man. Uh, I also, I know that the failure being able to seek and, uh, confront, deal with failure, even make failure your friend. Uh, that's a big part of your philosophy too. Can you tell us a little bit more about how that happens, why that's important? Yes, sir. So when I think about that, when I think about failure, a lot of times, you know, fear can kind of be in that same, that same alignment at times. And I know we kind of been talking about fear, but with fear and failure, you know, I think of it as a shadow. You know, the, if you ever pay attention to your shadow, the further you walk away from your shadow, the bigger it gets. Mm. But the closer you walk to your shadow, 
the smaller it gets. So the more you walk towards your fears, the more you walk towards your failures, they're going to get smaller and smaller and eventually you're going to succeed. So I truly believe that, you know, if Thomas Edison, if he can fail a thousand times trying to create the light bulb <laughs> and a thousand one was the light bulb, you know, Chad Jackson can keep striving for better and better things. He can keep trying. He can keep trying. There's, you know, Michael Jordan said that he missed a thousand shots. Mm. He's lost over 300 games that he was trusted 26 times to shoot the game winning shot. He's failed over and over and over again. That's why he's successful. And he's arguably one of the best basketball players in, you know, the world. So success leaves clues that Canfield says. You know, when you, if you look at successful people, a lot of failure came in place, you know. And, you know, KFC guy, um, Colonel Sanders, man, the guy was over 60-plus years old. <laughs> you know, he over and over and over again, failure, man, failure again. I think they was like a thousand times people turned down that chicken recipe. You know I mean, you know, it's delicious, man. I turned it down. Like, but <laughs> this guy had a dream, you know, and it, and it took him all the way into his 60s, but it came true. And the man's uh, dead and gone. But, you know, KFC are still one of the biggest chicken companies in the world. So I just truly believe, man. On the other side of failure is your friend because it, it creates an environment where you're able to learn, to, able to go back to the drawing board, mm -hmm. seeing where you messed up and trying again. And each and every time you become stronger because I truly believe you learn more in failure than success. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think a lot of parents are resistant to allowing their children to fail, to to suck, <laughs> to, to get eighth place, whatever it is, right? And they're like, oh, no, you're still a winner, you know? But to let that sink in and say, hey, you didn't quite hit the first place mark. What's that like for you? Okay, well, it hurts, it sucks. Yeah, I, I get it. You know, to validate what they feel, not try to avoid it, not to try to pretend some other imaginary reality exists, but to say, okay, did you, did you do your best, you know? And if they say, yeah, then say, great. What could you do differently next time to improve? Or even if they say no, no, I didn't. Okay, great. What what didn't you do that you knew to do? You should have done. What could you have done differently? And so it's like really to coach them, you know, take that responsibility of empowering them, not minimizing whatever the, the pain is, but rather, okay, that sucked. Yeah. Sometimes life life hurts. Sometimes you fail. Sometimes you fall on your face, you know? And I, I think it'd be cool to also keep bringing back the metaphor of, uh, you know, when a child's learning to walk, especially for someone who's like young, seven, eight years old, like you can keep bringing them back to that. Like wasn't so long ago, you were still learning how to walk. <laughs> you know, like you had to fall forward and fell forward a bunch before you were able to start running. So I think it's to, to really empower uh, our kids to be, to welcome that, to welcome that experience. Yeah, most definitely, man. That brain is a quote from Disney Watch. You said fail forward. So mm. that kind of made me think of that. But and just to kind of piggyback on a small token with that, whenever they say that kid didn't make eighth place, like you said, and not first place. One of the things I try to teach my parents is to really let them know that you still love them. Because yes. a lot of kids like they get kind of caught up in the standard of their authority. Like mm. everybody wants to make or get validation at some point when you're younger. You know, for me, I didn't really discover how to not expect validation, you know, to go after my dreams and goals, you know, because at times there are going to be people 
when you try to stretch yourself, there's going to be people in your path that's going to be like, oh, why Chaz is doing that? Or, mm-hmm. Dude, that's impossible. Nobody in our family writes books, Chaz. Nobody, nobody's going back to school because of the therapy, Chaz. You know, you know and, and, and there's, there's a stretch where, you know, you have to be like, hey, this person's saying this, but, you know, I have to strive for better. I have to strive for better. I have to, I have to get to this point and they're going to come later. But that's in my adulthood. But a kid at, at certain points of their life, they haven't quite developed that. So that validation from a parent standpoint is really important to really say, hey, we didn't get first place, but I still love you. Mm-hmm. I still love you. And we're going to still work on this if you're willing to work on this. We're going to get better. Let's wake up earlier and practice this craft because there is greatness inside of you. And you'll be surprised, man, of how much a kid will want to flourish and how much passion they're going to show just knowing that their authority figure loves them and they care for them regardless if they get eighth place or first place. So mm. I feel like that's huge to mention. Yeah, I love it. I love it, man. Um, We've been talking a little bit about parents and kids. How specifically do you work with parents and what are some of the things that you, like we've already dived into a couple different topics, but how do you work with them? How do you coach them? What what kind of things do you get into there, man? So for me, I work with parents and specifically, you know, for, for example, single mothers, mm-hmm. that the father figure is not necessarily in the child's life at that time or they could be in their life, but there's not a lot of empowerment earlier on yeah. in their walk or the child's walk, you know, into their teen years. Mm-hmm. I know, and, you know, embodying them and trying to help them create a, a fruitful environment, man. You know, the first thing for me and what helps me, man, is putting God's first. So yeah. really trying to incorporate that and and allowing them to understand the communication, man, going back to the two ears, one mouth, you know, mm-hmm. understanding to try to listen and to try to be, you know, authentic with, you know, the communication, trying to be authentic with trying to promote problem solving techniques, regardless of whatever the case may be. It could be the child's making poor grades or, you know, the child's acting out get in trouble with the law or or it could be that the kid, you know, is is a stand up kid, but, you know, they just need that role model to get them mentally and physically, uh, you know, to the next level to college, or, yeah. for instance, you know, uh, again, they're lacking that role model, that male role model to to really show them the path, man, because, you know, even growing up back back home man, there was a lot of single moms raising men, you know, and. And again, shout out to the single moms, man. You guys are amazing. You guys are crushing it. You know, I love each and every one of you. But there is, there is a little uh, uh, lag with that. You know, mm. they're not necessarily able to show that that teenage son how to truly be a male, you know, or how to truly, you know, strive consistently doing uh, masculine things. So. If a parent is wanting that more for their kid, they're wanting to build a better relationship with their kid. They're wanting to strive to be a better parent, to live, learn, lead powerfully for themselves. Because, again, I truly believe before, you know, I work with any kid, like I have to have their parent on board. And yep. that's no priority because I don't want to <laughs> I don't be working with a kid and then the parents teaching them something totally different. Right. So uh, so I'm really passionate about, you know, let's get the parent involved. Let's let's have the same mindset. 
in any way I can help, man, hopefully that kind of painted a little picture, but wherever the case may be, whatever God lays on that single parent to bring to my table, man, mm-hmm. I just try to help the best way I can. What what happens if uh, a single mom, especially, uh, is is struggling with time, struggling with not not able to be there as much as she'd like to, uh, maybe struggling with money, resources, like there might be some some tightness, some lack, and that is a block to her raising a great son. What what happens in those kinds of situations? So I think it goes back to the environment. Just one, just trying to create a fruitful environment for that kid whenever that parent's absent, mm. you know, trying to get that, trying to allow the adult to understand what a fruitful a role model is. Hopefully I kind of paint a good picture. That's someone that's expressing love and joy and peace and patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control an individual. That's a champion, mm. someone that the kid, and I think it also goes back to what the kid's passion is about as well. A lot of times when we're when a role model is selected, you know, I work with kids that are athletes. I was an athlete, man. God bless me with the ability to play to at the collegiate level, man. So, you know, I do have that background with exercise and fitness. So I work with some athletes, man, um, you know, mentoring them to be their best version in their sport. So mm-hmm. that kind of makes me a good fit with a single mom that has a kid that's an athlete and they're trying to find their way to get to the next level, get to college or whatever the case may be. Mm. Uh, I've, I've worked with some kids to kind of get them to that level. And also, man, it's just, <clears throat> you know, kind of just going back. I know I went on a little rabbit chase there, That's but good. going back to the parent in itself, just trying to do the best that can. You know, too often, man, we are so hard on ourselves, specifically single moms, you know, that they're working two jobs most of the time. Some are, you know, good enough to be in that authority um, position in the workplace or have their own business. But a lot of times, man, work just take takes them away or if that team has a younger sibling, you know, they kind of get that little extra attention, man, so they're not able to really pour into that team. And also, man, <laughs> you know, us as teens, man, a lot of times we kind of drift away from my parents. You know, I, I always hear, man, you know, I have two younger girls and, I, I always hear the old school people say, you know, man, you better you better cherish them right now because when they're 13, they're going to want you to drop them behind behind the mall and they don't <laughs> want you to pull them up, you know, in, in front of the mall. And I was like, really? Like, really? Like, my kids are going to love me, man. Like, yeah. Well, I, I'm, but, wonder, but, <laughs> I'm wondering if the um, the public display of affection if you if you teach them you know how to value our relationship first, you know, like, hey. I'm your dad. I'm always going to love you. Other people, they might they might come and they might go, but just know like how I'm going to treat you is always with with respect. I'm going to love you. I'm going to be here for you. I'm going to listen to you, and I'm not going to like try to be someone else around other people, around other parents. And that's that's one thing to say. It's another thing yes. to actually act in congruence and alignment with it. Uh, but I think like establishing that kind of a relationship with a child or a kid growing up 
becoming a teenager, then you expect the same from them. Hey, when you're around your friends, you're not going to turn into someone else. Or I, I don't know how, you, how you'd say it. You don't tell them what to do, but you yeah, know, my expectation, my, my uh, relationship with you, and tell me if you disagree, you know, my expectation with you is that you're going to be respectful. You're going to love me. You're going to, you know, I'm going to give you on a, kiss, a cheek on the kiss from when you're three years old, when you're eight years old, when you're, you know, 12 years old, when you're 20 years old. That won't change. I'm still going to love you. You know, so just like establish that up front. And I don't have kids, but this is just theoretically what I would do. <laughs> yeah, most definitely, man. So that consistency, man, going yeah. back to the repetitions, the whole thing of it is this 12 hour, man. And yeah. shout out to you, man. Like, I love <laughs> I love this, man. You're crushing it, man. <laughs> 12 hour podcast, man. That, that, that's an amazing accomplishment, man. And Thank you. Just keep on what you're doing with that, man. But again, that repetition, like you said, man. You know, really tackling that zero to nine years, man, really letting that kid know that you're there, that you love them. And, mm. and again, I know life happens, but just trying, doing the best you can, doing the best you can. And, and just knowing, man, the true authentic way to self-love is to know that you're imperfect. You know, we're not, no one's really perfect. Man. And a lot of, and you know, and for me, at one point in my life, I had a hard time understanding that, you know, I just wasn't perfect when I messed up. You know, I would be so hard on myself. And I'm still working through some of that now, man. But just really realizing one of the true definitions of self-love is knowing that you're imperfect. You're going to make mistakes, but just coming back with authority. And and a kid knows, man. A kid can read somebody when they're really passionate about what they're doing, when they really care. Like kids, man, they're innocent, man. So they can feel you, man. And a kid will know, man. A kid will really know. So I just drive any single parent to listen to this, man. Your kid knows. Just show that passionate person that you are and just be there, man, just consistently as much as you can. Mm. Mm. Chaz, this is fire, man. This is so fire. And I love it. I know every parent who's tuning in is like, ah, this is gold. Like, why didn't I have this when my kids were first born? <laughs> so yeah. help, hopefully it's getting to them, you know, at the perfect timing before people have kids. But I know that there's people who have children already and maybe they're single parents, maybe they're are still married, who knows where people are at, but you know, this, this information always comes, I feel at the perfect time. And uh, also I wanted to piggyback off what you said about we, we're just like accepting that we're imperfect, accepting that we're going to make those mistakes, um, to, to go back to the connection with God as well. And that like, we are, we're already a finished work or something like that. I think you said earlier, it's like, you yeah, know, the, the finished the, mindset, man. Yeah. Yeah. Important. It's important for me. Yeah. Finish mindset, man. So it's like to recognize that while we make mistakes as human beings, like God loves us unconditionally, perfectly. That's one thing that will always be perfect. Like the connection to the infinite love that is God, you know, like that's, it's like, that is the one thing that is unchanging, so to speak. And it's like that we can put our faith in. It's a bigger thing than just us, a bigger thing than us wanting to will our way through life and, you know, charge. And I'm all for personal responsibility, personal empowerment and say, Hey, we create our freaking reality, baby. You know, like that's, that's awesome. And we're still going to make mistakes. We're still going to mess up. We're still going to fall forward, fail forward. But the one thing that we can always count on being like perfect is God's love. I love it, man. I love it. I love it. It's powerful stuff, Chris. 
Yeah, it is, man. It is. We're freaking powerhouses. So I want to dive into the the final pieces of wisdom that you want to give to our audience out there, um, how to live, learn, lead powerfully. If there's anything that we haven't touched on yet that you feel is a core part of the book, core part of your philosophy, your speaking and uh, leadership, let us know, man. I'll tell you, there is 86,400 seconds in a day. Yesterday is history. Tomorrow is a mystery. Today is your everything. One of the most powerful animals that God familiarizes himself in my favorite book, the Bible, is the eagle. Mm-hmm. If you ever noticed, the eagle is the king of the bird kingdom. That's right. And they are the only birds that come out during a storm. The rest of them retreat to caves, to trees. But this is the only bird that comes out during a storm. And it elevates itself by, you know, gravity. And it floats. And it's not using any physical power when a storm is taking place. It it is an eagle's most joyous moment is to glide through a storm. Mm -hmm. And I just want to encourage each and every person that's listening to this is, Glide through your storms, develop that eagle mindset because your storm is writing your perfect story, that perfect and perfect story. And I truly believe that. I truly believe that each and every person is empowered and inspired by God to enhance and develop and awaken that baby inside of them to birth it and to bring their gifts, their talents to reality. And to get in contact with Chris Burns, because he's going to help you do that. You get in contact with Chaz Jackson, because I'm passionate about helping you do that. And understanding that your story is meant to be shared. And your story is going to be an oxygen mask for a suffocating individual. And I love each and every one of you. Mm. Chaz Jackson, the level of mastery that I am witnessing from you right now. I just want to speak some life into into your vision, to your dreams of impacting so many parents, man, so many coaches, so many leaders at schools, speaking life into their kids. I see you, the work that you're doing right now, man. And I see you in the years and decades to come speaking on such massive freaking stages. You see 10X Growth Con with Grant Cardone, man, like Chaz, you belong on that freaking stage with all the wisdom that you have, speaking life into people, speaking life into dreams, what's possible, the words that you're painting, these pictures, man. Like I just, I love what I'm hearing, what I'm seeing, what I'm feeling from you, the conviction, the tenacity, the character that you have built yourself into today. And I know you're going to keep building upon and just remember the compound effect, the slight edge, compound effect, Darren Hardy, slight edge, Jeff Olson, <laughs> that, that, that continuous investment of your time, of your energy, of your actions over time and how exponentially things grow, exponentially doors open, exponentially the impact increases, exponentially the finances, the, the following, the happiness, the freedom, all of it exponentially transforms, man. So I just want to remind you of that, Chaz, because you are destined for greatness, my man. And I appreciate being a brother on this journey with you, witnessing your light and uh, being a part of it and any contribution I can make to getting this message out. And I know this is 
really just a beginning phase for both of us uh, and, and the stride that we're getting into in this life and the impact that we are continuing to make and uh, create, man. So I acknowledge you. And I know, Chaz, because of that awesome speech I just gave, people want to work with you. How do they work with you, man? What are the next steps that they, t- they take so they can be a part of Chaz Jackson's journey and get the benefit for themselves, be better leaders, and potentially change the destinies of their children, man? How do they do that? You can reach me at my website at chazjacksonspeaks.org. You can contact me here on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, YouTube, email. You can contact me through Chris Burns. Yes. Any way of those fashions, I'm there. I'm willing to help any way I can. I want to see each and every person viewing this succeed in life. I want to see that team that's struggling right now or not struggling but seeking to gain more success, find that success. So any way I can help physically or mentally, I'm here for you. Yes, you are. I appreciate you, brother. Thank you so much for being here. Everyone go to chazjacksonspeaks.org or search Chaz Jackson on Facebook. You'll find this legendary human being. Chaz, I appreciate you, man. Look forward to tons of growth and impact together, brother. All right. Thank you so much, Chris, for your time and effort with this, man. And we'll definitely be in contact soon, bro. I'll see you soon, okay? Yes, sir. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for tuning in. Right now, we've reached the end of this episode, but this is the start of a whole new beginning. Each and every moment, you have an opportunity to rewrite your story. Right here, right now, decide and commit who you are going to be. Think about how you will use these ideas, wisdom, and inspiration to make the difference in your life. What actions will you take today and every day to step into your greatest possible self? Again, a big shout out to our sponsor, EmployeeEscapePlan.com. If you're committed to learning how to truly harness your abilities and passions to serve the people who are hungry and desperate for what you have to offer, make a great income off of your genius, or if you're ready to get more clients to pay you more money, head over to www.employeeescapeplan.com and let Joe know you were sent by Chris. Did you enjoy this episode? Let your friends know about it. Share the website, beyourgps.com and send me some love on social media. If you want to clarify your vision, uncover blind spots, get more energy, tap into your flow and take massive action, head over to beyourgps.com forward slash coaching to schedule some time into my calendar. Now, master yourself, create your reality, and make every day your best day ever.